welcome to the Whispers of the Soul podcast, hosted by Sally Ann Marler and Sibby Spencer. Every week we dive into spiritually rich topics to create conscious conversations to help you, the listener, deepen into your own soul wisdom and practice. The space we create through our discussions invites you into your own inner world whilst we explore ours and our guest speakers. We come together to share stories, creativity, wisdom, insights and laughter. If you feel it's time to become more curious about your own uniquely creative, expressive self that makes you, well, you, then you are in good company. Well, welcome everybody. Hello to another episode of Whispers of the Soul. This is episode 18, would you believe? It's amazing. It is amazing. And we've got a really good one for you today. For those of you listening, today's topic is activating your soul mission. And we have the wonderfully amazing Natalia Comis with us today. And um, if you're wondering who Natalia is, I have the answer for you right now. (laughs) Natalia is a modern day oracle serving as a spiritual business mentor and soul channel for conscious leaders since uh, 2012. 2012. I said that right. (laughs) (laughs) A long time ago. It was. (laughs) 2012. <laughs> he used to say in 2022 or these yeah, yeah. 2023. Even. I need a second cup of tea. Um, as a true multi-passionate, she is an energy healer, mind-body reconnect therapist, soul activator, serial social entrepreneur, and artist channeling divine creative light for the ascension of the new earth, which just yeah. When I read that, when Natalia <laughs> sent me that, I was like, oh, this is gonna be such a good one. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Uh, I'm Sally. And I'm Sibby. And a very warm welcome to you, Natalia. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. I'm excited for this chat. I know. So are we. So are we. Yeah. we can't wait to get to get stuck in. So for people listening, and I I can think of many that are listening right now that are like, oh my God, tell me more. Um, could you just, I know it's hard to summarize, but just give us sort of an overview of how you you know, got to do what you're doing now? Um, I can. So I, hmm, the short version, <laughs> I, as one of my old bosses used to say, give me the highlights. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, highlights. <laughs> yeah, marketing lingo. <laughs> um, well, in terms of what I do now, you know, I was very much brought up in, um it's kind of a spiritual way my mum is a healer and um a spiritual being herself um I was brought up in Greece running around in the olive groves with all the animals in tow um I all of like two of my grandparents were artists so I would go off and be painting in the fields with them or even on my own from the age of like three mm. talking with the animals talking with the trees being out, doing my own thing. Um, but I also actually had quite a traumatic childhood. So there was a lot that happened that ended up 
um, leading me into these other realms, these other worlds to connect and to to find safety and to um, to come into myself because that's what needed to happen to make me feel safe, right? Yeah, yeah. And so there was a lot of um, <clears throat> using art, using creativity as a way to express myself, express my emotions, to heal and to find an escape. And so over the years, that was really what held a lot of things together for me. And to this day, art is always like a therapy for me. It's always a healing process. Um, and it really speaks about sharing and expressing who I am and my feelings and com- being able to communicate. And that golden thread that started then kind of goes into all of my work and has gone into all of my work ever since. This idea of self-expression, of full, complete, true self-expression. And what is that? How can we do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and in those moments when I was younger, I used to go into these other dimensions and talk to the elements and talk to God and um, and really see spirits as well. I used to see ghosts all the time. And I was guided throughout my late teens and my 20s to different places to be clearing energy, to be helping souls pass over, all these things that you know, I wasn't that equipped to deal with at the time, but I just, it was what I was being guided to do is what I kind of had to do. I didn't really have a choice on much of it. And luckily, um, you know, I was able to um, get some guidance from my mom who was aware of this kind of stuff as well at the time. And so there, um, it has always been there. And when I was about 16, I was in, um, you don't really say initiated into but we'll just say initiated into Reiki so I um was able to suddenly start understanding what healing was and Mm -hmm. using it for myself yeah and um and I still went into this creative path and eventually decided to start my own business quite early on in my early 20s and from then you know, I started several businesses, several social enterprises, traveled all over the world, worked with lots of amazing people. And what I knew but didn't really publicly share at the time was <clears throat> that, sorry, my voice is like <laughs> constantly going today, <laughs> um, was that I was being sent to these places you know for me I was thinking how can I go to these places and earn money whilst I'm doing it because I know I've got to go yeah so I was creating Mm -hmm. businesses to help me do that yeah so I created an adventure business I was creating creative um and creative marketing business I was working with all these amazing mountaineers in Nepal all of these social enterprises I was taking women and girls and these walking adventures but beneath all of that behind the scenes I was having to go to all of these places to connect energetically and to support them right and you know I was in well I was there just after the tsunami in India and had to deal with a load of stuff I was in Nepal during the major earthquake there's been a lot of things that have happened unfortunately in the places that I've been to um 
and it did create a lot of uh, emotional instability for me and a lot of PTSD actually especially the earthquake in Nepal because there's a lot of my friends there um, and whilst Mm -hmm. I was there as well and um, and so again I had to come back to my creative practice but that time there was this element of bringing in the um, healing work that I've been doing the business stuff I've been doing and my art because I also studied arts and mental health back in the day (laughs) so all of this stuff came into play yeah then and that's when I started channeling these creative light codes it's when I started um, really learning to heal myself properly and coming back into myself and expressing myself in my truest feminine form not in this um unwounded masculine way that I've been doing for a long time where I've been pushing 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 Mm. and starting business after business and doing other things and you know go 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 as so many of us are yeah and um and I realized all of these things that I've been doing and how I wanted to bring them together which is kind of what I do now I've combined all of the stuff that I've done over the years into what I do um and it's still growing and it's still learning and I'm still evolving myself, right? Mm-hmm. And um, last, so in 2019, 2020, I ended up um, with severe chronic fatigue and viral fatigue and all sorts of different things. Um, essentially, a lot of physical symptoms that had come up because I started to really focus on that healing and I was really getting to somewhere. And then suddenly, boom, Pandora's box opens properly and I had to deal with a lot of stuff. And that's where then I delved into the more focusing on then coming into the physical, releasing and healing trauma, ancestral trauma, um, current life trauma, and um, studied mind-body reconnect therapy. And that's when I brought all of the pieces together, really. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do today. Long, It wasn't so really short, so was it? It was a long <laughs> one. Amazing. Uh, it's so amazing to hear, like, how you were sort of led to and you know and I think that touches on obviously with we're talking about sort of soul mission aren't we and Mm. you think about like a calling and it it feels like that was what was happening that you were being called to these places and it was part of your your journey um and did you I mean I know you you, it sounds like you had quite you had the preparation in the sense of having your mum as a a spiritual being which is great because it kind of sets you on that mm. that path it was was there a did you have like a moment or was it just a collection of many moments where you just where something just kind of opened for you and you just or, or was it more of a you know building experiences and um bringing that all of those things together mm. does that make sense did you yeah, have no, definitely. An, an epiphany or um I think for a long time I didn't want to for whatever reason I didn't feel maybe it was I didn't feel ready or I didn't feel confident enough or I was scared Mm -hmm. um to really come out as the healer that I am as you know the person who has seen like essentially dead people her whole life you know like Mm -hmm. who has been doing all these things because 
when I was doing it, it really wasn't mainstream. It's not like it is now, you know, it wasn't like the norm. And so I didn't feel that I wanted to be that person publicly. And I didn't feel like it was necessary either. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I was still exploring myself, I was needing to go on these different journeys, in order to discover what I was into, why I was being drawn to these places, because I didn't really know, I just knew that I had to follow it. Mm -hmm. And I've always lived my life like that, where I just have to follow that intuition, I have to go for it. And I have to, um, there was a time I would say where I was doing a lot of challenging and pushing myself, you know, and I do sometimes I question was that necessary but I know that I wouldn't have done these specific things that had to happen in order for me to get to where I'm at now right I remember for instance booking the um the ticket for 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 when I went to Nepal I think it might have been the third or fourth time 2015 when the earthquake happened and I was struggling so much to book that flight I even I I think I actually even cried about it I was just not sure why I was like why am I resisting this so much I don't you know when you have you ever done it when you're just sitting there waiting to press it and you're like yeah I do it now I can't (laughs) do it oh it's so hard isn't it to it's so hard to actually make that decision and I was there and I just knew it was good something there was a reason for it, but I couldn't not do it. Mm. And so, and that was one of the biggest experiences of my life in many ways. Um, you know, it was actually one of the first times where I led a guided um, visual meditation. I'd never really done that before, but I was actually asked to do it. And it was so random. And yeah, I felt so confident in it. And I was just like, okay, let's go for this random thing I've never done before, but sure, why not? In a really unusual setting, it was just, I was the only female. I was working with a bunch of Nepali male mountaineers, pretty like, you know, these guys have climbed and up to Everest 12, 15, however many times and back, you know, like not the kind of people you would expect to ask you to do a guided yeah. visual meditation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And and so I did that. I was in this Buddhist um, monastery for a bit. I ended up having to leave that place working with these guys because, again, I had this really, like, really, really strong feeling that I had to leave. And I wasn't sure why. I knew it wasn't right, me staying there. I wasn't feeling comfortable or safe with them anymore. There was a lot of random things that had been going on. And again, I was crying because I just wasn't, I just couldn't quite figure out Mm. what this was. And within a couple of days, I think, or a few days of me having left, the earthquake happened. And I should have been at base camp with them. And I just knew I couldn't go. Mm. And a lot of them died that day at base camp because there was an avalanche. Mm. And I know if I'd have been there, there was a high chance that I would have died. And there have been things like that that have happened throughout my life that have convinced me that, you know, I do know my intuition, that I 
need to listen to these feelings and these things that come in and yet I also know that it is my mission to be part of these situations and to be part of these particular points in time for various reasons Mm. and so to answer your question Sibby I feel like it's a a long line of things that have happened Uh, and at the same time there have been pivotal moments like that Um, and like in early 2019 I studied elemental healing and that was a really big shift for me it was when I first moved to Spain I um, am 2019-2018 can't remember and it was that point where I was choosing to finally be public about it Mm. yeah yeah as opposed to just doing it for my own benefit and behind the scenes right so those two big pieces were like the times where I suddenly realized that I was accepting and I was taking responsibility right which is a big part of it I think yeah massive massive it's I I often talk about coming out of the spiritual closet yeah yeah (laughs) um, it's a big thing it it? is a big thing and you know in in my instance it was a gradual thing I'd like show some of it in some Mm. ways and then Mm. and you just I think you just get to the point don't you where you think well I'm 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 comfortable now Mm. so it it's not I'm not so worried about you know what other people yeah I think it's um, such an incredible story, um, and for people listening, it's it's really um, a valuable story in terms of what happens when you trust that process mm. and you listen to your intuition, and you even if it's even if it's taking you somewhere that might be stressful or potentially traumatic, there's there's almost like this higher intelligence or this higher purpose at play or at large guiding you. Um, for which often more than not the reasons don't become clear until mm. afterwards <laughs> yeah. what's that ours is not because to reason that's... why is it that expression ours that's, is not yeah. to reason why it's like yeah. okay you want yeah. me to do this yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, some <laughs> higher purpose yeah and I, yeah. Think, I think it's a demonstration of faith isn't it sometimes on our on our behalf it's almost like we're being asked to trust in the unknown Mm. But, but we're not completely in the dark there is that like you're explaining there is that thread there is that something that kind of gives you that sense of knowing uh, that's weaved within it mm. um but I was just wondering for people listening who are curious about you know what it means to have a soul mission what that mm. might look like for those that are still trying to figure it out um what would be your advice on that do you think that everybody has one is it connected to soul contracts how does that shape up what what are your thoughts on that Mm. um yes I think everyone has one I think some of us have more than one Mm. and some of us have what um actually Rebecca Campbell calls a double mission which I quite like in terms of um we have a personal mission and then we have a collective mission right yes and yeah. not everybody has that some of us have come here to have to live out our personal mission and that's our main goal some of us have only a collective mission and some of us have both mm. myself and most of the clients that I work with tend to have both mm. and that's why they're also drawn to me and it's also why a lot of us are so passionate about 
somehow giving back, somehow, you know, like social enterprises or doing something for others or where a lot of um, maybe you listeners listen to this are feeling like you want to be um, giving in some way to the world through your gifts or by opening a charity or by um, supporting others or healing others or being those that nurturer type right Mm. and um you know I won't go into it necessarily right now but there's many reasons why we feel like that and for a long time I was feeling like um it almost became this ingrained thing that I had to give back in some way and so the easiest way for me to do that was through social enterprises yeah because I was loving business I always loved business and um and it was a a nice way for me to do it through things I loved doing right Mm -hmm. and that was my way of living out my soul mission both personal and collective um in a way that I knew how to at the time Mm -hmm. now that can change the way that you do it can change yeah yeah the why you're doing it is always the same right and and the often the types of people you're doing it for and that you're working with and that you're um being your true self around um they're also often the same people but maybe they're at different parts of their journey so it seems like they're different mm-hmm. and so when I work with my clients and we look at what their soul mission is and what their business might be that would be connected to that. We actually also look at their astrology and their numerology um, as well as going into their soul contracts as you um, just brought up, Sally. And um, when I do a lot of healing work and um, channeling, often I'm, I'm shown their lives, their previous lives or the gifts that they're meant to be harnessing in this lifetime based on that or what their soul is actually um, asking of them, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we bring that in as well. And often it doesn't make sense straight away. You know, I've had a client recently who I'd worked with originally maybe three, four years ago. And I remember doing a healing session for her and I always record them so they can listen back yeah and I always say listen to it again in six months in a year's time in two years time because you'll you'll hear something different each time Mm -hmm. that you weren't ready to hear the first time right and um at the time I said all of this stuff I channeled the stuff that was about um a previous life of hers the types of things that she was doing and how that lifetime is coming up now because that memory that remembrance is important in this lifetime Mm. and so it's um relevant to what you're going to be doing next Mm. and um something about her previous culture and she was just like I just don't get it I don't get what I'm meant to do with this information like it doesn't really fit with what I'm doing I was like don't worry about it trust just as you were saying have that faith this is the right um information for you in 
like maybe at six months time, maybe a year's time, and you'll know it. Just hold that in your body, in your vision, in your energy mm. until yeah. it clicks. And when it clicks, you'll get it and everything will fall into place. And of course it did. And now she's actually doing that and more. Mm. Um, and she came back to me recently going, I can't believe how this has actually transpired <laughs> and how I'm this person now, because I was nowhere near that person previously, you mm. know, and she's like retrained. She's now traveling the world doing this. It's like a whole like different everything. Yeah. yeah <laughs> um, and so, you know, I do believe we all have a soul mission. I do believe we actually choose our soul mission before we are born. And we have a part to play in creating that. Um, but I also believe we have free will and free choice in this lifetime to choose how we want to play that. Mm, yeah yeah just yeah. reminding me sort of a, I, I did I did um a bit of an exercise recently with them um, it was like a free workshop with Colette Baron reed I've not told you about this actually and mm. it was um it was meeting the spirit of your business mm. and it, it was so powerful and I've been you know trying to since sort of, sort of 2019 I've got oh, this is what I want to do this is this is what I'm here to do then I'm like well then lockdown <laughs> now yeah. oh, maybe this is what I'm here to do oh maybe this is what I'm here to do and just been you know going from one thing to another anyway it was so interesting because I did this spirit meet the spirit of your business and it was like a visualization and it was so powerful because it kind of bridged that mm. um it, it bridged that it, it made me see the uh, business as more mm. of a soul mission which I know it is but I just, it's almost, I haven't been able to join the dots. those dots, yeah. Yeah, and, and I met the spirit of my business and it was the most, I mean, I actually had physical, I felt on my crown chakra, really strong, intense sensations on my crown chakra. Mm. And the spirit of my business was awesome. I was like, wow, you're so cool. And it was just like <laughs> this glowing golden figure with words coming out of it you know it was just mm. and and the energy behind it makes me go makes me go all funny but yeah. just to do makes me go goosebumpy <laughs> but um but I think I think that's that's the thing isn't it it's 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 connecting your soul mission with what you're actually doing and sometimes that's not clear because we we get maybe we're caught up in our heads or mm or we're caught up in what we should yeah. be doing and you know obviously you're um you're you've kind of led your life by always paying attention to the intuitions that you've had you know and I think I think for some people mm. that's difficult isn't it they're, they're, they're very they're sort of caught up in the um what what you should be doing maybe or or how do I make money or do you know what I mean? And then yeah, exactly. yeah. the 3D stuff. <laughs> the 3D stuff. Yeah. 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 But of which we're surround, you know, we're surrounded by it, aren't we? So yeah. What would you say to somebody who kind of really wants to open that open that possibility of, you know, that maybe mm. they they know they've got a soul mission, but they're not sure how to yeah. how to find Yeah, it. I mean, I would first of all, I would actually just say. I I've definitely been there 
right? I've been that person as well, you know. I was starting one business and then another business, you know, six months later, and then having multiple businesses simultaneously and like, oh, but I also want to make money, but I also want to do this and I'm interested in this as well. And like Mm. being all over the place and being a workaholic, being like a constant person who felt like she had to do to somehow prove my worth right and I was also stuck in this pattern of but if I don't do some kind of business that helps others then it's not good enough right like there's a lot of different layers at play even when you're following your intuition and you're trusting and you're having faith there's still parts of you know the matrix the 3d world whatever you want to call it that comes in to throw you off balance a little bit yeah and that's part of your conditioning. It's part of how you've been brought up. It's, there's so many different things that are um, that come into that. And for me, it was seeing, you know, my dad work his socks off and really, really wanting to be the martyr of like, I've worked hard my entire life and everyone owes me for it and whatever. But also because that's all he knew and because yeah. you know he was working from the age of six. He didn't even go to school. Oh, okay. So like he that was a massive struggle for him and money was his way out. And I and he made a massive success of himself because of it. And I saw that, but I also saw how that affected things negatively. So yeah. there's a lot of things that um affect us when we're trying to go in and and really lean in and really surrender and really take those leaps of faith Mm. into actually committing to and taking action on our soul mission because it's a very different thing knowing what it is and then actually doing something about it and truly believing in it um and the are many people who say something but don't actually behave in the same way mm-hmm. okay and especially in the online space and you know and this is something I'm struggling with a lot at the moment it's actually one of the reasons I took a bit of time out from this online space because I was getting really disillusioned by the amount of kind of fakery that's out there and I think yeah. a lot of people when they're looking for their soul mission they're looking for their why they're truly actually looking for uh, who like who am I and what do I believe in and how can I truly trust myself and be fully self-expressed and the danger in the online space when there's so many people pretending to be authentic who aren't authentic and who are saying they're following their soul mission but actually it's just a massive con let's say is it puts out the wrong energy and it's 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 actually obvious I feel a lot of the time we know when someone isn't being true but we might not want to believe it because it's easier to not believe it and to listen to them than to listen to ourselves yeah and that's a really big thing for me especially when I'm working with my my clients is I'm not going to give you all the answers because you have the answers. Okay. Mm. You know what your soul mission is. We're just here to help you remember it. 
yeah. and to then create the path that you desire to lead and to go down based on that and you know as I said at the beginning one of the easiest ways to do that is this having this golden thread for me it's um being able to be fully self-expressed having the freedom to be fully self-expressed in whatever way I choose in order to be connected to the divine and that is what I help my clients to do and in some ways in many ways that happens through healing Mm. and through being able to stand in your power Mm. and so that when you find that golden thread it doesn't matter what you do or how you do it or you know what path takes you where and how many different things you've done and if you've sidetracked or come off that path a little bit because of whatever if you know that golden thread you're just carrying that along with you right Mm -hmm. you're going along the labyrinth with the thread you can always find your way back Mm -hmm. you can always like decide to bring it with you you're never going to be lost and that's that's Mm -hmm. the thing that's what it's about it's about remembering that piece and listening to that piece and um you know one of the ways that um one of the easiest ways I find to do this is through astrology as a um, foundational piece so that you can just fall back on that and be like, okay, well, this was what this, this was my foundation. What have I built on to that since? Mm-hmm. And what else would I like to be doing that connects to this? Um, I also work with my clients to create a sole mission, like an actual statement almost that I um that I let them read well I don't let them I suggest that they should read it every few months or even every month and go does this still connect does this still feel relevant and if not let me redo it with the same process and see what comes up and it might be super super similar but there's a few things that needed tweaking yeah yeah yeah, that's that. I find that, you know, even just from my own experience, as I've evolved as mm. a person, so has the way I'm doing business and what it is. And it's, and, you know, <laughs> what really kind of throws me sometimes is I've just gotten into a rhythm of something and yeah. I'm like, oh no, that's not right anymore. And then that, you know, and I know part of that has been the exploration of, where do I land? Because there's so many things I'm interested in. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's so interesting listening to your story because I, I did a, at uni, I did a creative expressive therapies degree, mm. which opened up um, creativity as a almost like a portal to connect to the whole of me. So all the parts I'd rejected as well as mm. the light and the intuition and all of that. And that was just, that was a moment right there and I remember thinking that's why I set up the creative view I remember thinking oh everybody needs to do this <laughs> everyone needs to know yeah. and yeah. you know you can get sort of sidetracked but what I was going to say was when I was um in that space and all these things were kind of mm. I, I don't I suppose that's when I started doing a different type of channeling or downloading I kept mm. getting that phrase the golden thread mm. um, which is just so awesome hearing your explanation of how you work with it and you use it with your clients and at the time I had no idea 
Natalia, what it meant. I just remember being on a laptop and I was just typing stuff. Oh, it's this and it's this. And, you know, it's this kind. And, and I actually composed a, a music piece called Bread wow. <laughs> based on this whole experience. Amazing. I have to share that, Sally. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear it. That. Yeah, I think it might be on Sound- SoundCloud, but I'll check. But um, awesome. it's just so awesome hearing you speak and that kind of, <laughs> weaving in those bits and I'm like oh god I can really relate and Mm. and um and yeah and I think the other thing I was thinking of is is when you were saying about the the action part the doing part Mm. that's the bit that I've um struggled with um over the years it's kind of I've been the ideas girl oh yeah I've got ideas but not actually been able to act on them fully in the past um, mm. And I remember going to a talk and this guy was talking about things coming into fruition. And, and actually, I don't like the word manifesting because similar to what you were saying about the online arena, mm. it's almost been taken into a different direction. But bringing things about and he was saying it's a really messy process, a bit like a birthing process, I suppose. And that hearing him say that, I was like, oh, <laughs> it's supposed to feel clunky. It's mm. supposed to be a bit what the frig am I doing? You know, that's part and parcel of it. And I do think you're right in what you were saying sometimes about almost these misconceptions. If people are on that cusp of beginning to birth into their own soul mission of, Oh, it's supposed to be all this, you know, easy and you just follow your flow. And then before you know it, you can earn six figures. And it's like, yeah, it's not quite how, (laughs) how it manifests. Um, Definitely. Yeah. But I was thinking with this this birthing process, this bringing things into fruition, this taking action on your soul mission, that's what I was going to ask you about mm-hmm. the energies because I know you've, you've done a lot of work with the feminine energy or the, the divine feminine, divine masculine. Mm-hmm. But do you, I see it as a, a combination of those two almost working harmoniously together. Do, is, that, is that been your experience or what your thoughts are on that? Yeah, definitely. And I think... And it's interesting because um, simultane- over the last few years, I've been simultaneously channeling um, the sacred temples of Ascension, which I initiate people in through my Temple Journey program and working through my own healing, as I was saying earlier, through this chronic fatigue and, you know, where I was physically forced to stop on every level yeah. to receive mm-hmm. all of this information because I was doing so much that I didn't have the capacity to just be completely still to receive Mm. what needed to happen right Mm. and that process um helped me to be more aware and understand what it was all about and I wouldn't have been able to do that had I been in doing 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 mode constantly and so I ended up being in full surrender mode and um and then at the same time I found my body reconnect therapy and what was so interesting about that was it's all it's based on Gabor Mate's work I don't know if you um, know Gabor Mate really famous trauma specialist and uh um doctor and he so it's all about reconnecting to your emotions Mm reconnecting to your feelings which really is about understanding your feminine energy and then in order to actually heal 
and to um, get your physical health back, you have to take action. Mm. And it has to be constructive action. And if you don't do the action piece, you stay stuck in eventually overwhelm of emotions and overthinking. Mm. And then you get, again, the suppressing or the hiding or the not being fully expressed, I've so which that. is the feminine. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> it was suddenly this light bulb moment of you actually do have to take the action piece. You need that divine masculine, that um, healed masculine. It needs to be there because otherwise – what are you going to do? Just sit on a meditation pillow all day? Right? <laughs> yes. Just, just wave a magic wand and hope for the best. Um, but you do need the feminine piece as well. You need that rest. You need that faith. You need that intuition. You need to listen to your feelings and your emotions. And you need the creative energy of the feminine. And it's when... I work with the elements. You know, we talk about water and fire being the the energies of transformation and creation in some form, but they're very different, right? Water being the feminine, fire being the masculine, they both create, they both transform, they both like have this surge of power but water is a flowing emotion element, whereas fire is also emotional, but much more like yeah. Yeah, excited, much more powerful in other ways, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's that spark. And that's the action piece. It's I need this powerful flow of energy. And then I need the fire. I need that spark to propel me to take the action. Mm-hmm. And um, when I realized that piece was when I fully was able to come into my power in every part of my life. Mm. I fully embraced my sexual energy. I um, changed my life in terms of all of my relationships, the way I did business. I did business in a completely new way so that I wasn't pushing all the time. I didn't have to do live programs all the time. I um, just did the things that actually I enjoyed and I didn't feel bad about changing things whenever I wanted. Um, Like just really simple things, even like not having phone calls before 11 a.m. And not working at 11 o'clock at night like I used to be doing and actually really working maybe a maximum of five hours a day Mm, yeah and still making the same if not more yeah yeah wise right and it's it's just rethinking of how we want to actually be doing this and how we want to be living in flow with who we are and with our mission and with the energies that feel right for us and you know and there is a thing of we go through seasons 
And sometimes we have more energy that we want to bring in in terms of more masculine energy. And other times we want more feminine energy. You know, I'm very much in my feminine energy right now. Like I don't even want to do anything right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm happy being in the present moment, distrusting into yeah. my soul mission that whatever comes next is the right thing. And I don't need to do anything right now to make that happen because mm-hmm. I know that it's coming around. Okay, so there is a season, there is a cycle that we can follow. And actually, we're all different in that. Uh, Some of us like doing in the summer, some of us like doing in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also, um, in fact, on my website, you can download it. There's a free energetic planner that I have, where I talk about both the energy of every day but also there's a diagnostic tool that you can figure out how much feminine or masculine energy you have at the moment Mm -hmm. and I like to combine the two because knowing that we can have certain days where we're feeling more of the feminine energy and we can we're allowed to it's like giving ourselves permission to do that Mm -hmm. right to just be to be creative to be more in flow to go out for walks in nature more to be social to do all these other things that aren't the the practical business doing and I say that like this because of course the feminine energy is just as important in the business sense as is the masculine right yeah and and I find that's really helpful for my clients as well because there there's a lot of people that struggle with the structure and you know especially if you've worked nine to five for many years you are programmed to have to work a certain way every day all day yeah and that's not how we that's not how we were designed no that isn't how we're you know functioning best and so and especially for women it's not really what 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 suits us in the same way Mm. so it's giving yourself permission to do it your way yeah yeah and everyone's way will be different won't it and I think that um, listening to what you were saying, I think my I came from the opposite way I was more in the feminine too much and not Mm. doing enough of the masculine the doing um but whichever way whichever angle you come from it's like you were explaining having that awareness that balance checking in where you're at and just trying to work with with it from that perspective um Talia we could talk we could a lot longer (laughs) and um this has just been awesome I've absolutely loved listening to you talking with you and I'm and I know that the listeners have yeah, yeah it's been wonderful it's so many sort of it's, insights and I think so many people will absolutely relate mm-hmm. and you know I think from your story and and your expertise that you've shared I think it will help a lot of people listening to gain more clarity mm-hmm. from where they're at as well so thank you so much yeah thank um, you if they thank want you. to it's find out joy. more about you <laughs> where can they find out more information and you know your website or wherever mm-hmm. um, it's best for you yeah, you can just plug my name into anywhere and things will come up. So nataliacommis.com, at nataliacommis on Instagram. 
and Twitter and all the other things. Um, but yeah, I'm mainly on Instagram okay. um, or you can reach me via my website. Okay. And you've got some wonderful offerings on there, haven't you, that people can... Yeah, download. there's also a whole page of free stuff that you can go and check out. Um, there's a soul mission workbook that you can do. There's the energetic planner I just um, described that you should definitely go and check out. Um, and there's a bunch of other things as well. I've so. actually done one of your free, um, like a visualization um, as mm. part of a webinar, and it was amazing. So I would definitely recommend that people should go yeah. check that I out. I want to say, I, I loved your um, description of the meeting your the spirit of your business as well. I love that kind of stuff. That's the sort of things that I guide my clients into, especially when we go into the temples and temple journey, because all the yeah. goddesses kind of yeah. talk to them, and there's this whole thing. And that, like, yeah. I'm so down for that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so important to see your mission and your business and all the things that you're doing as a part of you and as some and as having its own energy as well Um, because then we can detach from it a little bit as well yeah 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 thank you thank you so much (laughs) yeah take care natalia thank you my loves and thank you everyone listening (laughs) thank you Thanks for listening. So if you would like to connect to us elsewhere in the multiverse, well, you can. You can find me, Sally, at thecreativeyou.co.uk or on Instagram as the.creative.u. For Sibby, her website is healingrights.com and she's also on Instagram as Sibby Rights. Lots of love. See you soon. <laughs>